Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Luke Aragoni. Luke, you are the CEO and Principal Data Scientist at Aracor, and you're found on the web at aracor.com. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. I am happy to be here. Luke, you have done some big work with companies like AT&T, Samsung, UPS, Reuters, Fox, Goldman Sachs, Stryker, Sephora, Getty Images, and many, many, many more. What do you do with these guys? You know, they, they call me when they have a lot of data and they have some level of intuition around what could be done with it. Like, hey, we have a ton of data on, you know, we'll say like how our users browse through our site. And we think we can predict which product they like the best. And so, um, you know, what, what we'll do is we'll take all their data and we'll figure out how to build them an algorithm, some machine learning problem for them. And then we deliver that. And there's a whole, uh, you know, flow to that. But Largely, we help companies unlock their data and you know build some kind of profit from it. Yeah. Um, so, what would be like you used? You kind of just shared a couple of use cases there. Why is this so critical, and 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 how does this end up solving big problems? Yeah. So the 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 greater context, of course, is data is everywhere. You know, we all create data and we consume <laughs> data. And it's this new currency of kind of intelligence, right? Can we get enough data to an organization so that they can predict, you know, the, the best possible outcome? So when you think about, you know, you know the, the big picture stuff, there's really small stuff that it's used for. Like I gave the suggestion of, let me recommend the best widget on my site. And then there's really big things like, you know, the United States government using data to make really great COVID policies uh, and trying to understand, you know, uh, viral flow, right, from one community to another. And so you you have the same technique for both problems, right? But the output of one is just so much more significant to us as a species. So it is kind of interesting. It's like the the same kind of mindset, the same tool set. But you know, if you're working on Amazon, you're going to try and figure out how to sell a product. And if you're working for Striker, you're going to try and make sure that uh, you know, none of their surgical tools fail in the middle of your surgery. Two completely no. different stakes, right? But the same problem. For for um you know very customer facing kind of B two C or ecom, um if you can think of any examples of how you've interfaced in that way, um maybe I don't know if you can think of a specific problem that that you were given and you're like ah and here's how you fixed it. Well, everyone knows about like recommendations of products and, and orders, and while that's that's pretty uh, uh tried at this point, I, I won't get too interested in that. But I did get a really cool request once which was uh, a customer of a very large e-commerce site had said, you know, they heard this thing that like, if you're a Walmart manager um, and milk stops selling at the rate they predict, the manager will get like an email and just say like, hey, go check out the milk aisle. And there's likely to be like spilled milk or, you know, eggs on something, right? Like there's, there's might be something wrong with the display. Maybe all the, the, the car, the, the, the actual products are turned around. 
And so they said, can you build the same thing for us? And I said, yeah, you know, let me give it a shot. So we ended up building this, this kind of device. It was a canary who said, we have a prediction of how often you will sell these items. And when they don't, go check them out. And so the idea is, you know, maybe someone uploaded the wrong picture or the CSS was broken or like the add to cart button is like somehow hidden from the description text. Like there's all these things that can go wrong in a larger e-commerce site. And uh, they have this really cool tool that basically says, I think there's something wrong with this product. Your site isn't down, but this product is down. And uh, I really enjoyed that. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I I found a really great page on your website. So ericor.com forward slash past. Uh, and I'm, I just want to ask you about each of these. So yeah, like the it, entertainment one, I think this is fascinating. So you're contracted by a top talent agency in LA and you they, they want to basically just want to find out I wonder how much money we're going to make here, you know, what the, what the box office is going to look like. And so they already had models, but you were able to go in with some, um, you know, some improvements to those models and predicted with 95% accuracy, uh, you know, kind of what was going to happen. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, it was. So I, I, I basically went in and they showed me the spreadsheet that they had and it was their existing model. It was Microsoft Excel. Like the whole industry ran on this <laughs> and it was a, uh, it was a wall of numbers. And I, I don't mean an wow. exaggeration. It was literally uh, just numbers from, from one column, as far as you could scroll, like, and they were like, these were all like weights that had been calculated. They had like built kind of a program in Excel and it was terrible. And, um, and so they're like, can you just make this better? And so we took this approach of uh, let's do things like scrape YouTube views on similar type items mm, to, to build these yeah. curves. And one of the one of the bigger uh, requests they had was at the time, uh, Batman had come out and Avatar was in their comps. And when you have a, a movie that's just a mega blockbuster, it just destroys your modeling, right? Like you basically have a, a, a movie that makes billions of dollars. And then like everything else that's even remotely like Batman suddenly says it's going to be worth billions of dollars. And that's not right. Right. So you have to somehow like temper it. And so what we wanted to do was say, well, let's get the curve of how people go to these movies. And so there's like a shape of how people go to the movies. And then we predict that shape. Right. Like so for Batman, there might be just like a huge spike up and then just flat. Right. Or any kind of mega blockbuster. It's like that. It goes up and it just kind of stays up for weeks. Right. Like people are going in droves week after week. And then maybe a movie that's not that great has like a smaller spike on the first week. And then just kind of goes to zero. So once you predict that kind of uh, shape, then you basically have to predict like the first number and then you apply the shape to it. It was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that would be a fun project. Um, and, you know, I, I'm hoping, Luke, that maybe you could help in terms of like thinking of the SMBs uh, that are out there that, that are listening to our conversation right now. And they might be thinking, well, great for the big guys, but I don't have like huge budgets to do that. Um, do, do, do you have like maybe, I don't know, best practices or recommendations on how we can all be smarter about data or maybe how we can even ask better questions to think about, hey, you know, how can we be more cognizant of the data around us to ultimately, which I think most business owners want to do, just have a bigger impact in the world to be able to do things more effectively to, to solve problems out there. Absolutely. There's, there's two things that I think most SMB shops should be considering. Uh, the first is vendor analysis. 
pretty much all of the vendors you buy from will be implementing AI if they don't already in the next few years. And I do mean every single one of your vendors will have an AI product. And I air quote that because you have to kind of understand, does this feel like magic? If it is, I should probably ask them more questions. Don't trust that when someone says we think we could do this with AI, that it'll automatically do it. So as a basically as the CEO of your company, you or you know, a decision maker in your own company, you should really be evaluating, you know, the the claims that your vendors make around AI and ask them to prove it. Don't feel afraid. Don't be like, oh man, they're just so much smarter. They're probably not, right? Like it's we're all smart in our own ways, and it's okay to ask your vendors, can you kind of prove how this works? Because I have a lot of trust issues with it. And then the second thing that most of them should be thinking about right now is how do I collect data for when I grow, right? When I'm not an SMB, if I end up being like enterprise or, you know, hundred million plus, right? Something in that league, you, you might hire your own data scientist or, you know, call someone like me. Right. But the, at the end of the day, you don't want to have to say, oh, dang it. Like I should have been collecting data for the last five years. Mm. So you might be thinking about, man, the most critical part of my business is X. I don't know what X is. You do. Right. But X might be something like, you know, my customers get on my site, they love my site, but they just struggle to find the thing that makes them check out. Right. They put stuff in their cart, but they never like hit the checkout button. So I really want to solve that. So what you might do is record things like how long someone spends in their their cart page. Right. Like that's data that you're not probably collecting right now. It's like a time, like 25 seconds they spend in the cart page. Collect it, store it. Two or three years, you might be able to, um, you know, or have a desire to build your own data science algorithm around it. And you'll be glad that you've been collecting that for years on end. You know, I, I think, too, that there may be not just ways that you can improve existing systems, but I would be surprised if there aren't folks out there that uh, have new profit centers that they may have not ever considered thanks to the value of the data that's just, just, it's just there. As a matter of fact, I remember with my other company, Savings Angel, um, you know, ultimately, you know, we really should have pursued it. We didn't. Um, about uh, the consumption uh, of how our consumer or how our customers consumed the data. That information was incredibly valuable to retailers that, that we were, not really even officially working with, but had we started collecting and managing that data, I suspect that if I had asked for a conversation, I'm like, I've got some valuable data you probably want. Um, There's probably some big opportunity. And that's exciting thinking about who's listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, there's actually, so when you talk about new revenue streams from data, there's actually a client, I I can't really bring up who, but they basically sold uh, these kinds of, um, um, we'll call them like construction packages and they, their major customers were people that of course would consume those. And I said, well, you know, if you actually can predict when these devices fail, you can actually sell third-party insurance, right? Like they didn't even, they didn't even have an insurance yeah. path before. And the insurance is a very high margin game. If you're good, right? Like if you know what you're doing, uh, you can make a lot of money from it. And so, um, I, you know, I pushed that and they eventually did actually build that. They're going to go live with that. Um, but the, but the idea of, you know, this isn't anything that they thought about ahead of time. And now as part of their upsell process, they could say, oh, by the way, would you like to ensure the installation of that? They're like, oh yeah, now, there's other people that do it, but their data is bad, right? They can be lower costs because they have better data about what actually causes failure. And then they can make the revenue stream. They're correct on it too. So uh, 
keeping your mind open to how data can yeah. solve other problems for your customers. I mean, that's data. Of course, insurance is a great play, but it's, it's good advice. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, with your insight and the kind of things that you get to do, I'm sure you've seen some pretty exciting evolutions over the past three to five years, okay. but I'm wondering what are you excited about for the upcoming three to five years? And so, um, the last 10 years has been a boom in hardware and framework. So it's easier and easier to get some like big projects done over the next few years. Um, you know, there's, there's like technical stuff that I'm sure I'll be boring everyone about, but I'm, I'm really excited about some new technical strategies coming out. Uh, but on a, on a bigger level, I'm really excited about our capabilities of understanding like emotions and sentiment inside of language. Yeah. That is something yes. that like, like everyone's like, yeah, predict how much a house is worth, but can you predict the paragraph that a potential buyer would use to describe your house? Mm. Like that's fascinating, right? Like that's kind of goes above and beyond, right? Like how do I write the best description, the best ad? How do I, how do I understand the language of an email being sent to me? Is this person stressed about the project they're emailing me? And I think the potential to unlock that in the next few years is going to be pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there's times when uh, you've come across data that's that's surprised. I don't know when the last time you remember this, but data that has surprised you. Data that, like, I love like the whole freakonomics type stuff, and you know, but oh, yeah. but when there's surprising results, like I live for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go into great detail on any I, of the really great <laughs> surprises. But yeah, and, and to, sometimes it probably is level, disheartening. Hundred percent, yes. Um, it is. It's exciting. Usually, sometimes you have disappointing uh, surprises, right? You get in and you realize that, like the client, well, not going to say they misrepresented their data, but someone else misrepresented their data to them, like a vendor, oh, right? They were like, "Oh, oh we definitely no. collect that." And then you get in on a project and you've like set time aside, and then you realize there's nothing in this project, and the only ethical thing to do is allow the client to kind of get out, right? Um, you know, you're not going to like sit there for months doing nothing and charging them. That's horrifying. And so like, that's really, really rare, exceptionally rare, but it happens. But the other good stuff is like, Hey, I'm looking at your data. And did you know, you could probably predict this as well. They're like, we've always wanted to, we just didn't know that was possible. That wow. kind of stuff is cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's always great to see, to dive into data and see what's possible. So, um, so Ericor has been around uh, since 2012. So congratulations on 10 fantastic years. Uh, where do your customers come from today? Uh, most of most of my customers are in the United States. Uh, I mean, I mean, how like, do they hear about you? Oh. How do they? Is it? Are they just? Is it all word of mouth? And they're just? You just have a reputation that exceeds you, and so you just get That's to. That's a very kinda, generous way of putting it, but it is actually a little bit of that. Um, the vast majority of my uh, clients come from other clients. So like mm-hmm. a VP at AT&T will call someone else at, you know, another customer I have and they'll, or they'll move from one company to another and they'll say, Hey, you, you know, you need to call Luke's team. And we're, we're like, I said, we're brought in kind of as ringers and we help upscale teams. So we kind of go in and we help you build your program more than just solve a single model. So for a lot of people, that's, that's very hard to find. Like even McKinsey doesn't really do stuff like that. They, they're very project focused. So if you need someone to really help you shine, you know, you, you call my team and uh, that's kind of what we do. So it's hard to put that like on an ad or sell pay-per-click for it, but you know, we stay very busy and I'm very grateful for that. 
Uh, I want to highlight this, Luke, because I'm, I'm fascinated by it. But uh, a data scientist, uh, as a data scientist, you were uh, you were volunteered with the city of Minneapolis as a police oversight mm-hmm. commissioner. Would, would you mind kind of sharing yeah. a little bit about what that role was? Yeah, no, that was um, that was fun. That was uh, for a couple of years. It was. I think it was 2018 and 2019 or 2017 and 2018. I'm sorry. I'm getting old and I forget the years, but um, uh-huh. it was a few years ago. And um, I think in that public service, I learned a really important fact, which is uh, you do your job when everyone hates you. Mm-hmm. So like uh, you create these policies and the policies are largely meant to help make the police department more transparent and help um, you know uh, every officer know like these are how you can be successful at your job. And oftentimes it's met with like restraint, like, why are you putting these regulations on us? And then the opposite, you have the the public. They're like, why aren't you going after every single bad Mm. cop? And somehow like finding good middle ground results in, you know, you basically making both sides slightly disappointed, right? The the good middle ground to move forward um, is often that like um, everyone's just a little sad. And I thought that was just kind of this (laughs) funny place to be in. There's not like a Pareto improvement, right? Like there's very few. If there were, it'd be easy. Instead, you just kind of do your job, keep your head down, and uh, you know, you make sure that there is progress. It's positive progress, but ultimately, you know, people are upset when you go a little too slow, and some people are too upset if you go too fast. And yeah, you, know, you have to find that right rhythm for it. But yet, ultimately, you know, the data reveals, you know, the truth or the facts. And oh yeah. So. It- Part of the stuff I was doing there was really a lot of the data analysis. They actually had a team who were fantastic and very data-driven. And so I was there kind of uh, to help offer a vote that represented that data. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my official capacity, but you know I think that largely I was elected in that position because of my background in data. And so, yeah, we would be able to look at, you know, these are the patterns that emerge. And then we're able to analyze the data and say, you know, is our data flawed? Right. Are we pulling data from a district that would bias us? Right. So we're making bad decisions on bad data. And uh, I I loved how multifaceted the situation was. And I could try to appreciate how difficult it was in those environments. But um, uh, but yeah, you know, the, the data was a, a huge guide for us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, Luke. Aragoni. Uh, again, the website uh, is um, I'll spell it. It is. Ericor, uh, A-R-R-I-C-O-R, is Ericor.com. Um, when somebody goes there and they want to like, okay, I'm interested in the next step, um, what would they click on? What would they do? You know, there's like a, a contact kind of page there, but often the best way to reach me is just through my LinkedIn, which is mm-hmm. available through there as well. Or you can just type Luke Aragoni into Google and it's one of the first couple of pages is pretty much all my profiles. So click on any of them, send me a direct message. You can message anyone on my team. Um, and we would love just to help someone out, help them figure out their problem uh, before we jump into engagement. So yeah, uh, feel free and reach out. And and we've certainly mentioned, you know, the the larger enterprise level companies. And what would kind of be the? I don't know if you have like a, you know, without getting into the you know the budget <laughs> side of it, um, you know. Who would be kind of that? Oh, we're too small, or no, we're we're actually we should be talking to Ericor. Yeah. So, um, you know, we usually do about a three hundred thousand dollar minimum. Mm-hmm. So it um it hopefully it gives you some perspective. Um, you know, it's we're we're not McKinsey. We're not going to be doing fifty million dollar projects. 
Um, but it's really hard for us to do uh, maybe smaller ones. So if you have like a thirty or forty thousand dollar project, um, we would most likely give you guidance like, hey, this is how you should do it, or you can hire someone, or you can like get someone from the college that might be able to kind of like use that money for hardware, right? Um, we would love to help everyone in their projects, but um, it would just be disingenuous to say we could accomplish it for yeah. less. So, uh, but hopefully that gives everyone an idea about where that that plays. Luke Aragoni, uh, Aragor.com. Again, congratulations for 10 years. Uh, and again, you're found on the web at Aragor.com. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.